invisible walls, the wicked zeitgeist of life, making grown men crawl on their knees, begging, please save us from the boogeymen, funded by the CIA, funneled through Arabian banks, like a shank to the neck, they hit you from the back, no sweat, ho check and watch it shake, and take away your freedom, you really don't need them, when you're tucked away safe and protected by FEMA, then you must be a dreamer, like the great pretender, ask the second amendment, why I'll never surrender, but I'll never plead the fifth, when it comes to September, I'ma yell it from the roof and expose the agenda, yeah. time to wake up and open your eyes to the matrix, this is going out to the truth as a patriot, living free and dying hard, speaking through battle scars, on our of one becomes a global resistance Time to wake up and open your eyes to the matrix This is going out to the truth as a patriot Living free and dying hard, speaking through battle scars An army of one becomes a global resistance Like I was chosen by God, I was sent with a message To destroy the new world order and dispose of the wreckage I've been broken and tested, reconstructed, invested Injected with truth, now the truth has me restless Distressed and aggravated as I rally the masses Out to make you see what I see when I wear my sunglasses Watch me sing like a bee, but my name ain't Cash. When we confront the tyranny, give them 33 lashes of truth for the youth, for the red, white, and blue. Fuck the mark of the devil and the NAU. Bilderberg, CFR, keep your new world order. We'll live as free men or we'll die as free souls. Time to wake up and open your eyes to the matrix. This is going out to the truth as a patriot. Living free and dying hard, speaking through battle scars. An army of one becomes a global resistance. Time to wake up and open your eyes to the matrix. This is going out to the truth as a patriot Living free and dying hard, speaking through battle scars An army of one becomes a global resistance Let me tell you something, Lord, it's too late You can kill people like me You can shut us down, you can put us in prison The people gotta taste the truth And there's nothing on earth you can do To stop this information warfare migration It's time to wake up and open your eyes To the matrix, this is going out To the truth as a patriot Living free and dying hard, speaking through battle scars An army of one becomes a global resistance It's time to wake up and open your eyes To the matrix, this is going out To the truth as a patriot Living free and dying hard, speaking through battle scars An army of one becomes a global resistance
Now these criminals deserve to call the miracles Scientific warfare, untested medicine Leaving cats in wheelchairs I have no doubt that they springing in the sky But you gotta pick your poison while you're sorting through these lies Puffing on formaldehyde when you light a smoke floor Riding the water steroids in your yoke It's an ongoing joke, government control They're laughing at an ass but we're left out in the cold A billion dollar industry perception that is sold Take a hunk of metal and turn it into gold We walk and sing aloud all the time just be a dog run around catch frisbees pee on a fire hydrant life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats catch salty talk mondays and wednesdays and every friday for salty's weekend warm-up 4 p.m eastern time add a little salt to your life and be more dog
this there is no turning back you take the blue pill the story ends you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe you take the red pill you stay in wonderland and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes remember all i'm offering is the truth Nothing more. I'll bet you guys are glad to hear that noise this week. Yes, I am back. I apologize about last week not being here. You're listening to the first 52 RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, and Radio Chaos. Live. Ah, it's been a great week. Two weeks, actually. I know it's been a while since I talked to you guys. Had a lot going on last week. I, I traveled to, to visit Shannon Burke and do the show live from his studio, and I just couldn't get back in time. It was a lot of race to get back here. So uh, that's why I wasn't here last week. I apologize about that. I almost didn't make it this week, and I haven't been feeling good. Got kind of like a little stomach thing going on. Did some traveling over the weekend, up to Jacksonville. Always like going up to Jacksonville, visiting family. It's just what we do. You got to get around, all right? Ah. <sighs> All right. I feel much better. I think I'm ready to rock and roll now. What do you guys think? You ready to rock and roll? I got a bunch of stuff to cover. We got Popeye from FederalJack.com. He's going to be joining us in the 7 o'clock hour. But the exciting part of tonight, we've got Greg Knight in studio again. Hey, man. What's going on, brother? Hey, doing good. Feeling better myself, too. Yeah, it's nice. We were just talking about that, how when you don't feel well, then all of a sudden you feel good again. It's, it's a good feeling. Yeah, it's like you think you're going to die. You're in the hospital. You're facing death. And then all of a sudden, one day... <sighs> You're better. <laughs> it all starts working properly. Like I said, we got a lot to talk about. Obviously, with Greg here, uh, things will flow a lot differently than normal when I'm by myself, uh, which is always nice. I like having people in studio with me. It makes it makes it so much more entertainment. And uh, when Popeye gets on, Greg, you never met Popeye before. You never talked to him or anything? Never talked to him, never met him. All right, good. So uh, that'll be an interesting experience. He's a great guy. I love interviewing with him. We did three hours one night. We did two hours on my show. No, I'm sorry. We did one hour on my show. Then we did... Two hours on his show, live on live. So it was both stations going at, at the same time. That's it was great. pretty fun. Uh, so tons of topics to talk about. The first thing, and, and Greg and I were talking about this before, and I don't want to get too deep into this. Um, 
But as you know, the Hogan trial ended. Hogan walked away with a total of, well, he isn't walking away with anything yet. He will, he's going to maybe get $140 million, possibly. Uh, that should be interesting to see how it all goes down. And, 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 and some of the backstories, and maybe I'll get into that next week, some of the backstories with that. But th- there's a lot more involved than most people uh, would like to, to know or even know. So I just wanted to announce that Hogan got his money. <laughs> uh, no bankruptcy for him. Yeah, definitely no. But no. well, like I said, I doubt if he sees twenty million, I, I'd be surprised. And you know what? Of that twenty million, I know for a fact Gawker's insured. So I don't really think Gawker's going to be going out of business over this one. I really don't. Hopefully not. I, you know, like I said to you earlier, I, I don't believe that was newsworthy. So I think they they deserve to lose a little bit of money out of it. Yeah, and and you you uh, to be fair, you taught me a little something. I just followed the story, you know, at a gloss over. So I'm thinking, oh, First Amendment rights being violated, press freedom of the press. And you're like, no, nah, no, nah, dude, here's yeah. the real story. I don't really see. Again, I don't see a, a attachment to the freedom of the press. Again, that was stolen tape, embezzlement was involved there. Yep. It's just. Uh, it's just not right. Yep. It just wasn't worth it. Hulk smash, Outclass says. <laughs> I'm sure you guys over there, I saw you all missing me last week. I do apologize again. I will I will apologize multiple times for not being here. I don't like to miss shows. Uh, it just was unavoidable, unfortunately. Uh, Greg, let's start out with uh, something I know you have on your list of things to discuss. Let's start out with the news story, though. Tonight, no arrests have been made, but the FBI, along with state police and keen officers, searched the home and took electronics. Investigators aren't saying much, but people living in the home sure are. Federal agents seized computers from a house on Leverett Street in Keene around 6 o'clock this morning. That's where Ian Freeman lives, shown here in video taken last year. He's the organizer of Free Keene, a liberty activist group. Freeman is also a host on Free Talk Live Radio Show on Liberty Radio Network, which is broadcast from the same house. On tonight's show, Freeman called the search a child porn investigation and denied the allegations when questioned by his co-host. Did you access this website? No. Okay. Um, I don't know what site this is that they're even claiming today. Right. We're just, we're just speculating at this point. Did you access any child porn websites on um, in, within the last year on Tor? No. We would like to say that we are completely against child pornography and uh, child molestation and exploitation in any form. T.J. Park also lives in the home. They took my laptop. They took the uh, studio's laptop. Anything that was a computer or camera, they took. Last week, the Free State Project, a movement to bring thousands of libertarians to New Hampshire, cut ties with Freeman and the radio show after Freeman made comments about the age of consent. Freeman's roommates say he and others in the house are innocent. His character is beyond reproach. Uh, I would feel completely comfortable with any of my young family members being with him. Um, And likewise, we do not know the full facts, and so we look forward to having this opportunity. When the facts come out, we are sure that they will vindicate Ian and LRN and anybody else, and we will figure out the people who are responsible for this. The FBI says this morning's search is part of an ongoing federal investigation, but it declined to comment further. In Keene, Mike Cronin, WMUR News 9. You know, I'd love to be involved with the Free States Project, but I am not moving to New Hampshire, first of all. Yeah, it's no. too damn cold up there for me. Yeah. Uh, what's your take on this? Well, Ian, has, Ian Freeman has been sort of like the cheerleader for this, this project for many years, almost a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the Free State Project has said themselves that he's responsible for more people actually physically moving, if not joining the cause, you know, in spirit 
But indeed, he's actually been the biggest cheerleader and one of the biggest reasons that people have actually moved up to Keene and to New Hampshire to be a part of this project. So they recognize what he's done for them. However, in his radio show, which was never actually um, truly – it wasn't sponsored by Free State Project. They gave him space at Porkfest. They gave him – some money for some equipment. They gave him spiritual energy, I'd say. Mm-hmm. They never actually officially endorsed him. He was simply a mouthpiece for what he wanted to put out there. And what he did do is he did go on his show and make some comments that some of the higher-ups in the Free State Project didn't necessarily find too, uh, too keen. <laughs> so do you, I, I, I listen to Free Talk every once in a while, so yeah. I didn't... I don't know the comedy made about age of consent. Do you know that at all? I don't know. I wasn't listening to it, and I actually have not been able to find a soundbite of it. Okay. But from the descriptions I've heard of it is that he was defending the actions of you know these underage kids, 17 and 15. How can you prosecute the guy for underage sex and not the girl? These comments flew in the face of what some in the Free State Project thought was appropriate. And as a group, actually a smaller group, a minority, but a minor a minority in the leadership of the project, got together, created a petition to drive him out of the project, and that's what they ultimately did. It's kind of weird because, I mean, they were – Free Talk Live is probably one of the biggest promoters of the Free States Project. Absolutely. Um, I don't know Ian. I've never met him. I've never talked to him. I know a lot of people that listen to him. Uh, you got to be careful. And again, how can you get arrested for underage sex if you've got a seventeen-year-old and a fifteen-year-old? There's, there's no laws. Well, it was, it was about how the system was systematically going after the boy instead of the girl. For what though? For under or for statutory rape. But he's seventeen. Correct. So it's not illegal uh, in the state of New Hampshire. It is. The Free State Projects in a state where it's illegal for a 17-year-old to have sex with a 15-year-old? That's correct. And he was saying things to this effect on his show and saying what a farce it was and just how what a, what a farcical situation the legal system was to deal with somebody like that. And the Free State Movement or the Free State Project, some of the leadership, not everyone, but a small group, I'd say five or six individuals, according to the petition I've read, got together and said, uh, we don't want you anymore, Freeman, you're out of here. <sighs> and as a result, he was asked to leave he left voluntarily he actually put out a press release a few days later saying i voluntarily leave here's my membership prior to the raid no, no, yeah prior to the raid the raid just happened and uh, curious timing <laughs> uh swagger prince said uh, prance said that uh, she thought it was a 20 something making advances on a 14 year old that was also one of the things that was mentioned but the the actual statutory rape um allegation or the statement about the statutory rape was involving two minors okay uh, well, yeah, again, that, that doesn't make much sense. Uh, State Republican Kyle Tasker arrested for victimless crimes facing six years in prison. I'll have to read through that one. Mm-hmm. Something that just got sent over to me. Uh, so that's where we're at with that. No arrest as of yet that we know of, right? Uh, no, not yet. Just uh, FBI seizing. What a, what a curious way to be able to seize documents and seize computers than to uh, grab them right after something of this nature happens in the media. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're on, on one of the most wanted lists of the federal government. They, they're on a couple hundred terrestrial stations from what I looked at today. Absolutely. Satellite, uh, TV, cable lines, uh, all over the place. So uh, I'm sure they are a big target for the feds. They speak out. I, and I don't agree with – I've gotten involved with uh, Cantwell before, and we've gone back and forth about chemtrails. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're completely against that kind of thing. They don't want to even talk about it. They get all mad when people call and talk about chemtrails. It's actually one of the things that pushed me away from them a little bit, believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. But, uh, hey, all right, well, we'll have to watch and see what happens there. Uh, again, if, if that is the case, it's 17 and 14, uh, I, how does a free yeah. state have such draconian laws? 
Well, it, that's exactly the point. And the other thing that's really curious about this is that when you think about the number, the thousands of people that are actually part of this, and it's not the ten or 20,000 they want just yet, but there's a good amount of people, and you've got a small minority who are in the upper echelons, who've been there for a lot of years, who are, who are the leadership. Um, they're calling for this, but there are also, which isn't been reported, a lot of people who raised their hands and said, no, we love Ian. Ian brought us here. What are you doing? Right. And so it stands to do a couple of things. It puts Ian in the crosshairs of the FBI. It also stands to fracture the project. The whole project in itself, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's shit like that that drives me nuts. It really does. Well, we wish the best for Ian. Hopefully it all works out for Free Talk Live up there. I, I completely support anybody who's out there speaking uh, for freedom and, and liberty and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I wish no ill will to them, and I hope it works out well. One of the things we do a lot here is bash cops. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, we talk bad about cops a lot. <laughs> uh, a lot of you who've listened to me for some time have probably heard my interview with Erickson Harrell. Uh, I guess it was, what, geez, almost two, maybe even three years now uh, since I did that interview with him. And uh, he posted something yesterday. What's today, the 22nd? Oh, yeah, today is Tuesday the 22nd, It's by my the way. dad's yes. birthday. Happy birthday, Dad. Oh, yeah, speaking of, it's my son's 21st birthday. Holy crap. Yeah, happy birthday, Kyle. My dad's 75. Wow, there's a big difference in age there. (laughs) So Erickson had posted this yesterday, or or on Sunday, I apologize, and says, I really don't do traffic stops unless I see serious moving infractions. Tonight I see a vehicle traveling with no taillights. I followed behind the vehicle until I ran the tag. In that time, I could smell what I thought was weed wafting from the vehicle. I had already made up my mind I was merely going to tell the driver to turn on the lights so I could continue to Dunkin' Donuts. The second I activated my lights, the driver punched it. He fishtailed around a corner, nearly nearly losing it, and then blew through a stop sign. I turned my overhead lights off and chuckled to myself as I proceeded to have my Boston cream. Moral to the story, the war on drugs takes lives unnecessarily. This driver, I presume, thought I might arrest him for the petty drugs or possibly a suspended license. At the speeds he was traveling, fleeing from me, and going through the stop sign, he could have surely killed someone. No, I don't. Ca- I don't chase. No, I don't chase vehicles unless it's a fel- felonious, violent crime. The penitent cop, and I just love that he's putting that out in the open. Yeah, he's not afraid to say it. He's got cop friends on there, and that's that's a good cop. You know that that's a true law enforcement officer. That's a true peace officer. You yeah, know? he's yeah. there to do the job of of protecting people, not just generating revenue. You know, I find it curious is that, you know, I have a scanner down in my place down in Naples, which is Collier County. Um, I don't know how we talk, kind of talked about this before I moved here, but there is a slight difference, I guess, in the level of enforcement between your county, which is Charlotte. Right. And then Lee, which is the county in between Collier and Charlotte. Right. Um, I heard something that blew me away the other night. I heard a pursuit begin. And then I heard a pursuit discontinued. And I thought, that's curious, discontinued because of high speed. This car was speeding away from a cop in Collier County, and the sheriff's department discontinued the chase. And I thought, okay, I want to hear about this tomorrow on the news, right? Nothing. Nothing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you won't hear anything about Nothing. that. Yeah. Nothing about it. You don't hear anything about that when they discontinue. And it was specifically said over the scanner that, you know, high speeds are too dangerous. Discontinue, pulling off. And that's the proper thing to do. You know, a lot of times we see innocent people get hurt during these these chases. We see the adrenaline of cops when they finally get the vehicle to stop and they beat oh, the yeah, living hell out of something. Up. Yeah. And it's just, you know, let's be honest. That's the adrenaline rush that they get. Um, 
from the from from chasing and and it's hard to control you know that's a big issue that's why we see a lot of that it's like how do you come down from chasing somebody at 120 miles an hour for 30 minutes well you beat the shit out of them yeah, yeah pretty much i mean you know, there's some out there that happen that are just like well that's just crazy now, i just thought it was curious that the media i mean every newsroom in southwest florida can hear that i'm i'm curious that not even naples daily news the naples herald any of the TV stations in Fort Myers, nobody picked up on that. There's no story to that. They don't want they, – they, they want to keep the hatred – see, and that's the funny thing. They want to keep the hatred of cops going. Uh-huh. They'll report all the bad stuff. They'll report when they do really good things. Oh, yeah. But when they do intelligent things, they don't talk about that. Yeah, buy a kid a burger, you get on the evening news. Or you kill somebody, you get on the evening news. But do the right thing? Nah, not so much. Yeah, you're not going to get any, any news about that. No. Uh, another thing that had happened – I didn't even pull this up. Let me bring that up after the first break because I want to find the, the story on it. Um, the cops in the uh, in the California raid. Do you remember that raid in California in the pot shop? They went in. They, Which one? There's they, a bunch of them. <laughs> they went in. They were making fun of the lady in the oh, wheelchair. And they, did they, are those ones that stole the weed? Yeah, the ones that stole the weed. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so some new developments on that story have, have come about. I was living in California when that happened, and I'm like, no, a cop wouldn't steal weed from a weed shop. No, not at all. When this video came out last year, it took on a life of its own. The video showed Santa Ana police officers raiding Sky High Holistic, a medical marijuana dispensary. At the time, an attorney for the dispensary also said the video showed the officers eating marijuana edibles. But the district attorney's office today said it found no evidence of that. We found, um, through looking over all the surveillance video footage, and um, everything else, witness statements, uh, we found that um, there was no evidence to show that any Santa Ana Police Department personnel ingested any edibles with marijuana. The DA's office says what the officers did eat were some protein bars and cookies found in the employee break room and that, for some of the officers, it was still a crime because the snacks weren't theirs to take. Today, three officers, Brandon Sontag, Nicole Quijas, and Jorge Arroyo, were charged with petty theft for stealing the food. Sontag also got an additional vandalism charge for smashing surveillance cameras. Attorney Matthew Pappas, who represents the dispensary, called the charges a good start, even though he still believes some of the officers ate marijuana edibles. My reaction, I think it's good that we've brought... Uh, some of the officers, officers into accountability, that we're uh, going to hold them accountable for the raid, for the destruction that was done of the cameras and the property at the facility, as well as for taking things that they shouldn't have. So I find it very funny that they're trying to insist that this pot shop had uh, energy bars for the employees in the, in the snack room. you got to keep up your energy while you're dishing all that weed, man. Now, the, the question I've got, okay, this is California. It's Santa Ana, which, by the way, is Swaggerstown. That's, that's Swaggerville. So I just got to wonder, that, that spokes chick that was just on the air, it's like, oh, my God, did I, like, just graduate from law school? <laughs> I know, right? What the fuck? It's obviously that they're covering up uh, the fact that they – I find it really hard to believe you watch the video that, that this is snacks out of the You're, back room. They're, yeah. they're eating them right out of the cabinets. I say a hair test for those motherfuckers. Put them on a hair test. Even now, it's too late. Oh, man. It's only three months for that's the hair right. follicle test. That's right. But, you know, and cops keep their hair short most of the time. That's right. So. That's right. But you can still use armpits and pubes, man. Yeah, but you know what? Uh I went through that once when I was getting a job in, in uh, New Jersey. I was getting a job at one of the casinos. 
uh, management job, and, and you had to take a drug test to get a job at the casinos. Well, I didn't know that they were going to test us with hair follicle. Mm-hmm. I go there. I've got my big jug of, of tea that I've been drinking all day and flushing my system out. I'm ready for the drug test. I'm sitting there. i got to pee. i got to pee. They're like, all right, we're going to go down to the nurse's station because it's a casino. they got everything there. It's mm-hmm. a little world of its own. We get down there and like, all right, we're going to be doing a hair follicle test, so we're going to need a chunk of your hair. Now, I keep my hair short, luckily. Yep. So they decide they're going to take from my armpits. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, man, I'm done. I'm, I'm completely done. Mm-hmm. I had been smoking for months and months and months and months prior to that. Got the job. I, 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 I honestly think that it, I think that the deodorant oh, okay, here we, yes. might have had something to do with it. If your deodorant had aluminum in it, it did. Um, I'll be the first to tell you I had a job going on in Reno, Nevada, too. Now, I was into a little bit of harder stuff than just the marijuana back in those days. But it was my first TV news reporting job on air, and I wanted it so bad. Well, I had been uh, a little high the night before. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it. And they let me know in advance. Oh, yeah, um, tomorrow you're going in for a hair follicle test. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so there was the, the Internet existed back then. So I went and did some research. Selsun Blue. If you shower with Selsun Blue and then you coat your hair with it and put a plastic bag over your head for two hours before that drug test, 99% of the time you'll pass. Hmm. That's an interesting Cells one. Cells and blue. Any, any showering, uh, any deodorant or any shampoo that contains a hard metal or a heavy metal. It'll, it'll mess up the test. It'll mess up the test. Yep, there you go. That's what I figured, too. Because uh, that's the only thing that would have made sense as to how I could have feasibly passed that drug test. Because, I mean, I was, I've been a heavy pot smoker for 20-plus years. No. Uh-huh. Okay. You know? So... I don't know. Just it's, it's just word to the wise out there. Word to the wise if you need your get your hair test done. Yeah, there, there's your pot uh, avoidance tip for the day. Tip for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. All right, why don't we take a quick break here? Uh, I like to do it on the half, and we came in pretty early. Pretty good timing tonight. Hopefully, uh, everybody's happy with the timing. Like I said, Popeye will be joining us in about a half hour, and uh, we'll just continue to roll this sucker out for the rest of the evening. All right, guys, you're listening to First Fifty Two RazRadioLive dot com Radio Free Blood. And radio chaos dot live. Look at my crayon out. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? John Rand. Four Toad and Lexi. Five minutes of Four Toad? Sure. Four oh. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, that, that, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And, uh. Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad. We like to split the get through the day. We on the news constantly. 
killing each other, mothers and brothers. Then we blame it on the man, say you gotta do it all for the struggles. I'm asking the G for a better day. To fill the world with peace, no pain for days. Shout out to all the lights still shining, cause the weight of the world can pull the wool over your eyes. Let's ride. called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this that never happens when you dial 941-421-0401 at razradiolive.com we answer right away and pow you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts no screeners no delays try it now 941 941- Four two one zero four zero one and avoid nine four one four two one zero four zero one. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. Nine four one four two one zero four zero one. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com. Hey, this is Steve from the Chocolate Drop. And if, and if you, you haven't, haven't heard, heard the show, show lately, here's, here's a little bit of what you've been missing. Woo, my week is over. Thank God. Damn. See how Steve get down right? Steve's wicked. You <laughs> <laughs> see you wicked, Steve? I slap you again. I don't, there ain't no cameras in here. <laughs> I don't know what her problem was, why she was licking people's cheese. See, black people mess it up for everybody, man. <laughs> you know it's my black to complain <laughs> and they call me a racist back in the toilet looks like a Jackson Pollock <laughs> um, I don't like that you ever seen a vein this big <laughs> oh my god um, I don't like that she ate a rubber glove and she had to have her dog 
absolutely insane. Um, I don't like that. Saturdays, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. RazRadioLive.com and, and Salty Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. We, we talk about wheat.
Sit your monkey ass down. Chill out. Shit. I know shit's bad right now with all that starving bullshit and the dust storms and we running out of french fries and burrito coverings. Yeah. But I got a solution. That's what you said last time, dipshit. I got a solution. You're a dick. South Carolina, what's up? That's what I thought. Now, I understand everyone's shit's emotional right now, but listen up. I got a three-point plan to fix everything. Bring it down, watch Number one, we got this guy not sure. Number two, he's got a higher IQ than any man alive. And number three, he's gonna fix everything. I give you my word as president. He'll fix the problems with all the dead crops. He's gonna make them grow again. And that ain't all. I give you my word. He's gonna fix the dust on too. And I give you my word. He's gonna fix that comedy. He's so smart. He's gonna do it all in one President Camacho stood before the world and promised everyone that Joe would solve all their problems. He would not only end the Dust Bowl and heal the economy, but he would cure acne and car sickness as well. And if he didn't, President Camacho made another promise. He would kick Joe's smart balls all the way up to the roof of his smart mouth, and then he would throw his brainy ass back in jail. All right, guys, welcome back to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, and RadioChaos.Live. Yes, there was a little bit of a point there to playing that. I know it was the Idiocracy, the movie. That might be the next State of the Union we hear. Is that possible? Oh, something's playing on top there. Is that possible that could be the next State of the Union we hear? Greg, what do you think? Uh, if I can hear... If- See, if that's the case, that was he was singing some church right there. Now, what the fuck would Donald Trump be doing? Well, I think he'd be doing like a karaoke with like I don't know Waylon Jennings or uh, Johnny Rebel. I don't know. <laughs> I just see the, the 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 course we're taking right now is really leading us down to the the path oh. to be to idiocracy one day. Sooner than we could imagine. Well, you know, the funny thing is today, okay, we've had like Super Tuesday, Mini Super Tuesday, Super Duper Tuesday, Big Slurpee Tuesday, whatever. Today's actually Mormon Tuesday. Mormon Tuesday. It is. It's the, it's the primaries and caucuses, the caucus in uh, Idaho, in Utah, and in Arizona. Three of the four, excuse me, three of the five states in the West that have the highest number of Mormons in the population. So, so is Cruz going to run away with it? Well, there's talk. Now, you know... <laughs> Believe it or not, having lived in Utah for many years, I know the influence that, <coughs> unfortunately, Glenn Beck has out there. The man has more influence than you know because he's on every day on every talk radio station in the state of Utah. Glenn Beck, of course, being a Mormon as well. Right. Glenn Beck has done nothing if not beat the drum to death for Ted Cruz. So what you're probably going to see, and the polls have sussed this out in the last few days, is that Cruz is probably going to win Utah. 
When it comes to Idaho, you never know. There are a bunch of crazy people up in Idaho. You never can tell what they're thinking. Uh, Arizona, for the most part, because of their proximity to the border and because of Trump's uh, message regarding immigration control and building the so-called wall, you're probably going to see Trump do fairly well in, in Arizona tonight. Well, I mean, we're seeing Trump do fairly well. I don't usually talk uh, elections and politics on the show because, honestly, I don't I don't believe in the whole process anymore. Uh, as I've said, will I vote? I I plan on voting for local stuff. I'll probably vote for somebody for president, but it's not going to be anybody that, that anybody would expect. He's going to be from New Mexico, isn't he? Gary Johnson? Uh, possibly. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Gary. I mean, we got Johnson. We got McAfee. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to get to McAfee in a second. Oh, you got something on that one? Got, oh, is that part of that? That's part of that. That's, right. it's, part of my, it's part of my conspiracy thought on the, this whole iPhone well, deal. Okay. Well, we will get to that. I mean, we got we got McAfee. We got Johnson. Uh, possibility of Ventura jumping uh-huh. in the race. Yep. Uh, you know, once uh, Bernie gets knocked out. Which we all, I think, believe is going to happen. I don't see Bernie going beyond Clinton. No, no. And, and that's kind of a, I find myself really conflicted about that because for all the bullshit that comes out of Bernie Sanders' mouth, once in a great while, actually more often, he does it at least one time. Every time he has a rally, I at least hear him say one thing that I'm like, oh my God, dude, that's the smartest thing I've ever heard anybody say ever in the world of politics. And then I take the entirety of the package. I'm like, oh, right. damn it. And, and that's the way I feel about Trump. You know, I, I do agree with a lot of what he talks about. And I know everybody currently is, is relating him to Hitler. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that since August, July. I've been saying and not Hitler murdering Hitler. No. I'm talking about Hitler, 1920, the, the beer hall Hitler. Right. The beer hall Hitler who'd come in, have a beer with you, get on the uh, – Get on the stoop, have a beer with you, tell some jokes, tell some jokes about the Jews, tell some jokes about the immigrants that were destroying Germany, and have a laugh. Yep. Have a laugh. And then he got elected to the, to the, to the Bund. And then he got named as chancellor, made his way to the chancellor. And as soon as he hit the chancellorship, all shit went to hell. Yeah, exactly. And that's the way I, I, I kind of, I, I want to be wrong. Don't get me wrong. Cause I, I think he will, I, I think he will probably end up being the president. Um, now, if he ends up being the president, does he become Hitler or does he get assassinated? Because if well, he's yeah. truly, if he truly is against the establishment, mm-hmm. if he truly, truly is real to what he says, then I would give it six months to a year before he's assassinated. You saw how long it took him to get to Kennedy. Right, exactly. So here's one of the things that, uh, that Jack Blood always used to say on his show is that you get elected, right? Okay, you've won the election and you may not be in with the entire party, but you're in the, you're in the game now. You're in the club, right? And Trump is, if anything, he's not a part of the club. But if he gets in, not a part of the, the political the club. The political club. He's yeah. a part of the, wealth, elitist, the elitist wealth 1% wealth club, but that doesn't equate to politics. So let's just say for shits and giggles. But his friendship with the Clintons does. It does indeed. But let's just say for shits and giggles, he gets into the political class. They are going to take him into a back room, <laughs> sit him in front of a, a movie screen with an angle that wasn't shown in the Zapruder film. Yep. <laughs> and they're going to be like, Don, Baby, <laughs> this this is what's going to happen if you yeah. don't cooperate. Exactly, exactly. And you know the the um, shit. I um, who said that? Jesse Ventura. Remember yeah. when he got elected as governor and he mm-hmm. said he tells a story about being brought downstairs to the basement, yeah. blah blah blah. So you know, don't think that they don't do that kind of stuff. No, no, they, they would most definitely just because he has all the money in the world under God doesn't mean it doesn't mean jack shit to these people. The the, the method of control is the mode of control. That's really all there is to it. 
Yeah, and that's that's the way they play the game. That's why I don't I don't really uh, try to uh, try to play their game anymore. I don't want to I don't want to talk about the politics of it. It's just it's no fun. It really is. It's as we get closer to the end when we're when we're nailed down to who it's going to be, mm-hmm. we can discuss it a little bit yeah. more. But why am I going to get into this 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 stupid stupidness that it's they do? It's too soon. I mean, once we have the two nominees from the right and left wing of the of the money party, I mean, it's it's the same party. It really is. Once we get the two you know candidates that are up for the nomination, then that might be an appropriate time to start. But at this point, I mean, I know you're ruling Bernie Sanders out, but I think that what Bernie's bringing to Hillary, he's he's drawing her out. He's showing her to be a liar even more than she already is known to be, and it's I think it's a good thing for people to see that yeah you know i had on a, a guy a couple weeks ago um james james woods james from the internet i'm mm. sure you've seen him probably yeah. on facebook yeah uh and and he talked about the same thing you know he's like you know bernie he's a bernie supporter mm-hmm. which scares me you know but the people i know that are supporting trump scares me and the people i know that are supporting bernie scares me you know what i mean so and, and honestly bernie's another one he he's got a couple good messages yeah. you know in, in what he talks about uh, but not somebody I could support. He's right. a socialist. He, he wants too much of that, where Trump wants too much fascism. It's just Correct. we can't find a happy medium unless it's like Ron Paul maybe, but you know, we see what happens to that. You know, with all the talk, and I'll leave my political talk at this because I'm, I'm in the same mode that you are. I don't want to you know, expend too much of my energy towards it. But if they shoot for that contested convention, the real person you have to worry about, because what this guy's doing, John Kasich, what this guy's doing, he's jockeying. He's playing politics at a national level now. This guy's jockeying either for the nod as the establishment candidate at the convention or for a vice presidential slot. And if you've ever listened to Kasich, I'll, I'll leave you with this. The one the, When I learned everything I ever had to learn about Kasich, I was watching him on a CNN interview, and somebody brought up fiscal policy. And he said, straight face to the camera, why do we ever even have to think about auditing the Fed? Yeah. As soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. Well, wasn't he part of the uh, uh, one of the 9-11 panels or something yes, also? He, yes, he was. So, yeah, there's no faith and trust. And at first, I kind of had some. And then as I learned more about him um, yeah. and yeah. Swagger, you know, she wants a Verm. Verm Supreme. Vermin Supreme, baby. <laughs> I'm with Vermin. Too funny. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, ride along and see how it goes. And, and possibly down the road, uh, we can get some better ideas of of how it should be. Thanks, absolutely. How it will be. And Outclass is right. NAFTA stooge is absolutely correct. You know, how many jobs has he lost in Ohio to NAFTA? Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Don't give me this bullshit about how you created jobs in the Buckeye State. Now, let's say, real fast, I want to get this and we'll move on a story or two because we got a Popeye coming up here in about, uh, I got two different times on my clocks here. So about two to four minutes or or, uh, six to four minutes, we got Popeye coming up. Um, If they broker the convention. Yeah. Do you, now, I've stuck with Jack this whole time saying I really thought Bush was going to be the nomination. <laughs> yeah. Is that who they throw in? You know, I, I, I have always disagreed with Jack. And I even told Jack this a few times. I'm like, no, Jack, it's going to be Cruz and Sanders, man. What are you smoking up there in Seattle? And, you know, as much as I have to, I have to go with Jack on this one. You know, I disagreed with him at first on this. I'm like, there's no way Bush is going to get it. You know what? If it's brokered or it's strongly contested, I could definitely see Jeb stepping in there and be like, guys, I'm back. I'm, I'm tanned. I'm well. I'm rested. I'm ready to go. Vote for me. Right. Because he had all the, he had all the delegates he needed before he dropped, you know, he, he, oh, yeah. he's leading the delegate polling at the time. Yeah. So. Well, you know, he said famously that he was going to win the nomination without the base. 
And that was a very big deal going into the election. So how best do you win the election without the base, but to win a contested or brokered convention? Right, exactly. So that, that'd be interesting to see how it goes down. Uh, today or yesterday, it came out that the feds uh, gain a postponement of the iPhone hearings. The Justice Department may not need Apple's help any longer. That's right. I know this is one of the things you want to talk on. We got about seven minutes to deal on this one. Um, I, I'm just going to lay this out on the table the way I feel it, and then we can get in, into what you want to get into with McAfee and all. I honestly think that this whole thing's been a dog and pony show. I think that they've always been able to get it in Apple phones, and they figured here's a good time for us to try to make it public knowledge that we can do this anyway. Uh, so let's make Apple uh, forced into giving us this backdoor as far as everybody's concerned, and uh, then, then we're okay with it, and it's no big deal because we'll accept it as a nation then. Correct. What do you think of that theory? Absolutely positively correct. And also, by doing so, though, you had to think about what that would do to Apple's reputation amongst those of us that are privacy concern lovers. Um, it would destroy Apple. Apple would go into the shitter overnight. Um, right. and you would see the rise of Microsoft yet again. The, 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 the rise of Bill Gates's kingdom would happen once more. It'd be the second coming. Um, now, Essentially, what this story that you just brought up is saying is that, hey, the Justice Department's saying, well, you know what? We really don't need your help anymore, Apple. Tim Cook, go fuck yourself. We got this covered. And what we're going to do is we've, we've got this way with an undisclosed entity or person. They're not revealing who it is. And we've discovered how to do it, so we don't need your help anymore. Now, going back about a month, mm -hmm. remember McAfee, mm -hmm. our, our friend down in Belize, the founder of McAfee Antivirus, the multimillionaire recluse, who lives in a little hideaway down there, but is still considered among many in the tech community to be one of its greatest geniuses. He goes to the FBI and Justice Department and says, Hey guys, I can do this. Hey, you don't need, you don't need Apple man. <laughs> I can help you out. Right? He's, he's a character. I'll yes, tell you. He is. So, you know, if it's, if, if what you're saying is correct, then yes, absolutely. I believe they've always had it. I think you can crack my iPhone 5S sitting right in front of me right now with my password screen on, and I don't have to raise an eyebrow. I believe the FBI can do it, or the NSA can do it, especially the NSA, because they've got computers that are as big as this whole complex that you live in that are just meant to do just this. Right, exactly. I mean, you're crazy to think the government can't do it. And as my co old co-host Forto Jones said, mm -hmm. and it's exactly what McAfee said, and Dave said it before that, uh, all you have to do is is uh, copy the drive multiple different times on the separate drives. Correct. Do your you do the first one. If you lock it up, you yep. put the next drive in. You do it again until you get it. So it's right. not it's not impossible. And if you do that, and with the way that technology is now, with the way that they've format created these hard drives, these hard drives no longer move. It's all digital. It's all disc or, or excuse me, um, flash it's not a spinning disc. It's, yeah, it's in not there a spinning anymore. disc. Right. It's flash technology on a chip. So if you, depending on the speed of your chipset, you could have a whole chipset set up to do that in perpetuity until you break that code. It wouldn't take long, right? At all. It's just ridiculous that this whole thing's going on, right. honestly. And so McAfee made this offer. So you know, it could be McAfee. Maybe they like they flew him up from his little mansion in Belize to a secret holding facility somewhere in the Colorado mountains, and he's working on it. Who knows? But I think that what you're saying is absolutely right. I don't think that that Apple was ever, 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 number one, going to give it to him. But number two, I don't think the FBI ever needed it. No, I, I think don't it think it was a cover story. Yeah, I, I don't think. You know, we as conspiracy guys, especially, you know, if you used to be an Alex Jones listener like I used to be, oh. I know you're not, and I know you hate that name, and I'm, I'm with you on that now. But, uh, you know, we've always we've always talked about the insecurity of all this stuff. Yep. You know, and and really, I just think it's ridiculous that that 
the, the government even thinks that they can force a company to do something. Uh, and, and, and that's, that's the other the, angle on it. That, and they don't. They don't think they can. But this is a face-saving measure for both Apple, who has to you know portray a public image while still producing the technology that we use. Right. And it also gives the government plausible deniability that they ever had the technology in the first place to crack into our iPhones. I mean, it's, it's... It's the most secure phone in the world, though. My ass. My ass. <laughs> I don't have an Apple. I have an Android. You know what? I don't... <coughs> I've... <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I've given up trying to, you know, hide my privacy. You know, mm-hmm. you want to know where I'm at? I got my I got my uh, location on my phone. I turned that on. What, mm-hmm. Why am I going to turn it off? So I feel that nobody can see it. You really think that right. if you turn off your, your Google tracking on your phone, mm-hmm. you know, that, that it's it's no longer going to track you? Bullshit. That's just to make you feel better about yourself. Right. Here's, what I, here's the way I look at it. If I'm going to go out into nature or I'm going to go out and I'm going to do something nefarious, right? I'm going to be one of the bad guys. I'm sure as fuck not going to be carrying either an Android, a flip phone, or my Apple iPhone, or any technology for that matter. Y'all haven't shipped me yet, so I become invisible at that point. Right. If you want to be private, turn your phone off and leave it in the drawer at home when you go out. Do you really think that really cuts it off all the way, though? It doesn't cut it off, but it's certainly not in it's your not pocket. It's not with you, right. It's not in your pocket. And that's when your movements become irretrievable unless they're already following you in the air. We've talked about that last show. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the only way to truly escape being tracked is to be physically apart from the tracking software that's built into these machines. Well, that's that's really the only way to avoid it. So is that pretty much to cover up what you wanted to cover on that? Yeah, it's just, it, I, I thought it uniquely interesting that two months ago, uh, McAfee comes out and says, hey man, I got this covered, bro. Bring it down to me. I'll fix it for you. Free of charge, right? And then we get a story today. Oh, oh, Justice Department, we don't need your help, Tim Cook. Go fly a kite. See, but I don't think McAfee would McAfee would do it on the down low. I think he would want everybody to know that he's the one doing it. Oh, he and I agree, but he that's why he came out in the first place. Maybe Justice Martin says McAfee. All right, we we're and this is going against what you're saying. If if truly that phone is locked. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think it is. But if that phone is locked and they're going to use McAfee or some other source to get it, some hacker, then they're going to keep that quiet. And then one day, kind of like Snowden, kind of like the guy that killed Bin Laden, <clears throat> right? Yeah. They're going to come out one Are day. Are you talking and write, about in 2000 or 2012? <laughs> you talk about the kidney dialysis doctor <laughs> yeah. or the which one? Seal? Which one killed him? Which yeah. time? <laughs> one of these days, somebody's going to come out and write the book. Oh, you know, I, I cracked the iPhone. <laughs> you know, well, you know, Snowden said that he's still alive. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think Snowden's smoking some weird shit over there. <laughs> the Russian smoke. Yeah. All righty. Let's see here. We got Popeye coming up in a couple minutes. Why don't we take a quick break again? We'll go straight through with him. You know, once I uh, I have two guys on the line here, we'll just do the next hour straight through. So just sit tight, guys. You listen to the first 52 rasradiolive.com, radiofreeblood.com. Uh, you know what? I'll be back with you guys in just a few moments. We all live in different realities, there's no doubt about that. They're trying to form a one unified reality, but as we start to look towards what we're trying to actually get to and that is liberty, freedom, justice for all, um, which is a global cry, we are now knowing it within from all the internet realms that this is a global cry. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands, in Africa, in uh, Peru, or wherever. We're all saying the same thing all over the globe. All over the globe. And 
so you can't reject anything that comes your way. The universe is trying to speak to you and give you what you need, but you're rejecting it because you think you know what you deserve and what you need, which has all been conditioned and programmed by our culture creators, such as Walt Disney, Monsanto, and everyone else. So the answer to our problem is actually invisible, and it is called synchronicity. But it's an answer that no one can show you. No one can show you. And so now we're asking humanity to have faith in humanity when the Dark Brotherhood is making it so impossible to do so. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. So we need to find that faith in humanity because listen to all these people that have come out here, every single one of them, a loving, caring, nurturing being that just wants to uplift humanity. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. The television's telling you the total opposite. Fear those people in a van. Fear, don't go outside. You know, you don't want to be meeting around with people. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should And the synchronicities will start to unfold, and then you'll actually believe in miracles. Anything that comes your way, go with it and, and do it to your fullest. You know, that's my message to the world because it'll guide you to your soul's purpose. And if you let your light shine, you know, to your fullest when something comes your way, then it'll magnify and become even more than you ever anticipated. And the best thing is, is that everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever And I know that's a, a hard message to sell when the BP oil spill, with the uh, volcanoes, with the corruption, with everything that's going down, the police state, you know, all of it. It's hard to tell people to regain their faith in humanity, to forgive the anger that you have for these people that have, have trespassed on you and to just start seeking the new existence. But we have to. That's what we have to do. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. It was a calm, cool night in the streets where things were pretty 
in the lounge on the east side of town in New York City. Where the rich show face in the air is something sleazy. Suit and ties get away from their wives, the women easy. An upscale atmosphere with some wallow. Consumed by material life inside the hollow. Like the chick at the bar smoking on a cigar quick. Her heart pumps fast as they're sharp as guitar picks. She sees a man with another skirt. The type to triple her net worth for making your neck jerk. And that's a goddamn shame. Cause she was packing a nine and a crime was no game. So I'm ducking to a restroom. Followed two lick shots as the beast went boom. She can't remember how she got in this place. Took a look in the mirror but didn't recognize her own face. When I'm singing, my heart's bleeding for someone else. So what I'm seeing, I'm leaving up on the shelf. When I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming of somewhere else. I got my reasons, I'm not leaving yeah. this to no one else. It was a dark night. More like love at first sight Around midnight We might just see a bar fight It never fails Now that Mickey's out of jail He was Jimmy's friend The one that left the phony paper trail Heard he got cold feet So we got off the street But he was in too deep The man was never the same And now his new thing looks like Alcohol and cocaine And in the streets that's fresh But up in here this place It's nothing but stress Can a man be changed? In an insane world, the crazy man becomes king Or is it just this place? That's known to steal your soul, I hope you brought your suitcase Or was it just too late to go back in time before his chick blue face? When I'm singing, my heart's bleeding for someone else So what I'm seeing, I'm leaving up on the shelf When I'm He started moving packs, no need for crack This place was upscale Ecstasy and coke were number one on the sales No worries about jail, he had cops on the books One week he had your fix, as well as the crooks But tonight he was shook, caught by the devil's eye Red dress, blowing smoke, hand resting on his eye Shine like diamonds in the sky He stopped for a minute, but had to keep moving And adding up the digits He was trying to live it, the American dream A life full of schemes, obtained by any means He tried to up the profit, but trying to mix it up But the word on the street is that it wasn't good enough Joe met him at the club, said they had to talk Just come with me and let's take a little walk When I'm singing, my heart's bleeding for someone else So what I'm seeing, I'm leaving Listening to the first 52, where you can hear the 
inmates run the insane asylum. All right, guys, welcome back to the First 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, and RadioChaos.Live. Hope you got your break on, because that's the last one until the end of the show. Did you get your break on, Greg? I got it. All right, good. As we roll into the second hour of the First 52, we're going to bring on a good old friend of ours, somebody that's been around for a long time. I don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And you might have just heard his voice as we were leading in there. Popeye, do I got you, brother? Yes, you do. Excellent, man. How you been, my friend? I have been good. How are you guys? I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. It's nice to hear from you. It's been a, a while since we did a show together. Been too long. Uh, yeah, last time we did one, it was the uh, on uh, the show on show, I believe it was. That's right. I was still doing Tuesdays and Thursdays back then. Yeah, that's right. Now, you've moved to Wednesdays? Yeah, I cut back to one day a week. I'm only doing Wednesday nights uh, from 10 p.m. to midnight. That's my old slot from back in the day when I first started radio five years ago. <laughs> it's crazy how we end up back there, isn't it? Full circle. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know uh, my buddy Scott Ledger's over there now, too, at True Frequency. Yep. I think he started last or Monday night was his first night, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, it's nice to have him over there. He, he He did a little jot with me before he jumped over to you guys. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes with you over there. Well, it should be interesting. Scott's a good radio show host. He does a good broadcast, so. That's for sure. Uh, as I told you when I called you up there, I got a guest host in studio with me. His name's Greg. Greg, welcome to Popeye. Hey, Popeye. How's it going? Nice to meet you. It's going good, man. Heard you before. Good. Glad to speak to you. No, I'm really interested to speak to the two of you tonight. I'm, uh, awesome. I, I usually have good conversations with Sean, but uh, I, I I like having the more the merrier, the more open minds and intelligent people in a conversation. I think it's better for the listener, so it yep. should be a show. It really does bring around a lot. Papa and I will get get rolling sometimes, man. We the last show we did, we literally, like I said, we did three hours together, and it was probably one of the best shows ever, <laughs> at least on my end of the world. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so what's what's leading your mind, Popeye? Well, I'm sure you guys are paying attention to the news, right? Oh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, once in a while. I heard the CIA hit Brussels today. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm not one to jump to conclusions and say false flags. In fact, I'm usually the first person to tell people to wait 72 hours. Right. And I'll, I'll say the same thing again because you need to gather intelligence. But all I will say right now, well, I could say more, but let's say the one thing I will point out with this whole thing is, you know what today's date is, right? Uh, the 22nd, my son's 21st birthday. <laughs> it's 322. Okay. Do you know what 322 is? No, I don't. You, you ever hear of Skull and Bones? Oh. Uh, yep. I never, I never, see, I don't do numerology. I've never really got that. I, I've never been able to connect well, it's, it. That's actually their number. It's the, the Skull and Bones. It's actually the, the room that they, uh, it, there's, a, there's a few reasons for it. The, the room they used to meet in. Uh, the number was 322. There was a few other things uh, with Skull and Bones, but the point is it's directly connected to Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones w- is directly connected to the foundation of the CIA, mm-hmm. meaning the founding of. Okay, So there you have a connection there, right? 322, Very. it's not a holiday or anything for Skull and Bones. It's not some significant like ritual day, but it happens to be that number. And the way that they believe in numbers and certain numbers have power and they do things on certain days or on days that have correlation to a certain number, 
they do that for a reason. It doesn't matter whether you or your listeners or anybody that hears this believes it. The people that pull the strings believe it. Right. They have their own religion, their own way of doing things, and that's right. what they believe in. And, so and you keep, have to understand them in order to be able to have a level playing field. Now, keep in mind, Papa, I never said false flag. I just said the CIA you know, because we know ISIS is a CIA creation. Well, a false flag is someone doing something uh, under the guise of, like, you could almost say that the British, the, the Boston Tea Party was a um, a false flag because they did dress up like Native Americans and went out there and mm-hmm. pretend, but they really weren't. It was the colonists. So technically, that's kind of a false flag. But I get they, your point. Yeah, but they didn't. They they didn't blame. Uh, they didn't blame Native Americans. That ended up, you know, they knew why. You know, obviously, it's a historical thing. Everybody knows why it happened. Nine Eleven is a perfect example. Al Qaeda did it, so we have to use that as a justification to go into war, into Iraq, and endless war. By the way, we're still in endless war because of that. And this is just now getting the Europeans into it. Yeah, it's it's time to bring Europe back into the fold of of the continuous battle because they've been pretty you know pretty safe over there for a long time now. Uh, what was the last thing was the seven sevens? Really, that don't, was real big over there, right? Don't you? Yeah. Well, uh, Pro, I mean, well, in in the UK, but. Don't you? I mean, you have the France thing that just happened, but and the year before they had uh, the Charlie Hebdo attacks. But don't you find it weird that they attacked Brussels? Brussels is the headquarters of NATO. Mm -hmm. Really? Why would you attack NATO? They've been helping you guys. They've been bombing Assad and you know helping you guys. I mean, really, they haven't been once in a while. The the Americans or maybe the British or whoever else is involved over there might drop a bomb on ISIS. The Russians are the ones that kick the crap out of ISIS. Let's all be clear about that. It's Whether also the capital like, of the European Union as well. Well, well see, there's the other part. Yep, there now, you go. why would you attack where NATO is on 322 mm-hmm. and where the head of the European Union is, the heart of it, which, by the way, wasn't the European Union almost flatlining? Wasn't it falling apart? Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you have a catastrophic and catalyzing event like a new Pearl Harbor. Oh, where did I get that from? Oh, the PNAC document. Uh-huh. A, year, a year before 9-11 happened. Oh, but now you have a European catalyzing or a catastrophic and catalyzing event like a European Pearl Harbor. Uh, yeah, and now you'll get all of the European Union states, all these countries to come together yeah. because we have to stand together. Yeah. We Ab- have to yeah. fight terror and ISIS. <laughs> ah. Absolutely no more Brexit. No more Grexit. What a way to reunify and stop the exit of all these nation exactly. states from the Union. We've got to unite them all together under the guise of terror. You see, I, I knew this was going to be a good <laughs> you You're correct. It, it, it's exact, I mean, why else would they do it? How does, Al, how does ISIS, Al-Qaeda, whoever, how do these terror groups benefit? Well, because they create terror and chaos. But how does that, how does that benefit them? It, that's like an endless cycle of... BS that these guys would have to fund. It costs money. That's any leader worth his weight in gold would look at this and be like, okay, this is not sustainable. And eventually my own people would figure that out. That this, this, you know, they're going to want a, a, an end to this eventually. And they may think that the means just, the end justifies whatever means they need to get there. But they're eventually their people aren't going to want to, you know, continuously do this for 10, or 15 or 20 years or have this endless war. It doesn't make sense. Like you have to keep dumping money into it and you need to keep having to get propaganda and fighters and stuff. It's a, how do they benefit from an endless campaign of just terror? Well, because they're madmen, Popeye, and they don't think straight. <laughs> Bullshit. 
No, they, they definitely think straight. They know what they're doing. Bullshit. They know what's up. Yep, I agree it's with you. Bullshit. It's come on. I'm not saying that the, the, the attacks aren't real and it's sta- when I say a staged event, I mean a controlled event. Something that they, they they very well kill many many innocent people. They they of course they do right. They and they have to. They need real carnage to cause real trauma and get people upset. That's what nine eleven. They killed three thousand people on nine eleven or over three thousand people. Of course they did. They don't care. They had to do that. Yeah, I'm not one of those one of those that never happened people. I I, I really get despised with some of that. Now, now, so be it. There might be one or two events that have never happened. Or, or... well, Sandy Hook. I have to say is like. That's a questionable one. That's one of the Dude, ones. Yeah, <laughs> that in itself is its own category. Okay, that whole event. But yes, you're right. I agree. Not every one of these is a fake video, a videotaped, you know, green screened event. Some of them very well may be. Sandy Hook and a few others. There's a few other things um, that are kind of crazy. But a lot of this, they do need real carnage and well, death. It's kind of. It's kind of like when we were talking last time. It was when the flat Earth thing was getting really big. And it, it's almost like the, the never happened crowd got really big and, and just everything never happened. And, and I, I think it was more to discourage uh, or to uh, degrade the, the people speaking the truth of things. Well, yes, because the, uh, when, you, when you see someone taking it to the nth degree where everything is crisis actors and fake and green screen and they're pushing that and there's no logic. It's just they come up with anything they can you know throw out there to cover that that train of thought right that's done on purpose because there very well meet be an event where you have something like sandy hook that is complete bullshit and you you know you look into it and you bring it about and you say hey man how come anderson cooper's like his nose disappears in a shot how come it looks like he's green screened in front of that school when he's supposedly standing on you know out in front of the school why does it look like he's green screened in there and people go, oh, you're one of those people. Right. You, see, you muddy the water. And that's a common intelligence thing to do. When I say intelligence, I mean uh, intel agencies. Like I should say it's a common counterintelligence thing to do where they'll do things like that. You muddy the water and then you get people going, well, I'm not going to get involved in that. Right. And you it know? makes it look bad. Exactly. Like we had with the with the no planers, with 9-11, different things like that. Um, with Brussels, though, I know Greg's got a good point. I think you're going to be yeah. right online with this. Uh, some prior knowledge, wasn't there, Greg? Some prior knowledge. Definitely. Um, I'm not much to take the view of and I'm sure none of us are of listening to mainstream media reporters when they're doing their reporting. But when you have first person like a report from the field of what I actually experienced, um, Bloomberg's uh, Josh Rogan. He actually barely missed the attack, and he was he was by a day or two, and he was passing through Belgium and Brussels on on St. Patrick's Day, and he mentioned that la- less than twenty four hours before the attack, he saw that an increased presence of security was visible everywhere, just more than he had ever seen in the Belgian capital, and the tensions were very high, uh, and then even on the flight from there to Dulles in Washington D.C., there were armed. Uh, Flight aid or agents on the flights. Isn't this something that we see right before an event of this nature, Popeye? Well, a lot of times you'll see drills or security be nightened. In, some, uh, in the case of 9 11, FEMA was in town the night before. Oh, we just happened to be doing a drill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just happened to be o- here. Oops. Don't, don't forget they had to turn the radar blips off in the middle of the attacks. They were running drills of the exact same events. By the way, 7 7 in London, oh, the mm-hmm. London bombing. They, they actually, there was a guy that went on air and 
he talked about, uh, I believe his name was Peter Powers, and, or Peter Power, whatever, however you pronounce his last name there. But he, there's a great documentary called Seven Seven Mind the Gap. Uh, there's actually two documentaries out there, and uh, you, on Seven Seven, you should watch them both. Done both by Brits, and um, he's on TV, and he's he admits in this report, like they're talking to him, and he's mm-hmm. like. I don't remember if he was actually on TV or if it was just on the phone, but it was a live interview with him. And he's like, well, coincidentally, we were sitting down because his, his business is going over and like preparing. Yeah, I've seen this. I, I know exactly. That was a one. Sky News interview on TV. That was on yes. TV. And he says, he says to the guy, you know, coincidentally, we just happen to be doing drills about this very thing where the very trains and buses that blew up were the ones that got hit in the drill. But I'm sure that's just a coincidence, right? No, that doesn't mean anything. It's just a coincidence. It just just happens. Look, nothing just happens for any reason. And there's any history professor will tell you there's two trains of thought when it comes to what's going on in history. You either have the conspiratorial view where everything is connected for a reason and there's something going on and that there are really are people behind the scenes that do have more power than you would think, or it's the coincidence theory, and everything just so happens to work together, but it's not connected at all. Well, now, which one of those sounds more logical hmm. to you guys? I would say, though, you know, that it's made to, to go that direction. Go ahead, Greg. Now, now Popeye, something you mentioned, it just it struck me as so true. And when we just were discussing how, what better way to avoid the Grexit and Brexit, you know that the mayor of London, uh, Bo- Mayor Boris, um, he has come out very strongly, very strongly against the EU and has been trying to push in his in his push to become prime minister. Ultimately, it's ultimately a political thing for him, but he's been pushing hard against the EU. And I, I find it amazing that uh, Peter Mandelson, who is a of the political class in Great Britain, he's been all over the media over there, especially on the BBC, saying things like this. And this is a quote. We'll lose trade if we exit the, the euro. We'll lose jobs and we'll lose influence in Brussels. That's a quote from a guy in the political class that's going up against the mayor of London who's trying to become the prime minister and get Great Britain out of the EU. I just I can't agree with you more on, on your take on that. What do you think about that, though? Well, I, I totally I totally think that with the I mean, there's they don't do anything for one reason. Right. So with the push to get the, you know, break up the EU and because it's a failed experiment, it just it, it didn't get what they the, well, I mean, I guess it, it, it's failed depending on how you look at it. But the way they sold it to the public, it's a failure. And the people in the EU, in each individual member state, each country is pretty pissed off. The general public really doesn't want to be in the EU over there for the most part. There are some people that do. It's kind of split 50-50 in some of the countries. But for the most part, a lot of the countries realize that it's just dragging them into endless wars or conflicts or causing things like this. Because if they weren't in, I mean, well, I guess they might be in some other sort of union, right? But if they weren't in a European union, then would false flag attacks be staged and innocent people be killed in order to keep them in this thing if they weren't in it to begin with? I mean, this is something, these are all the thoughts you have to think about, everything you have to take into account when you look at this. I honestly think that they're panicking. I think that you have that, the EU, you have NATO. I mean, really? NATO? Why would you again attack where NATO is? Where the, where you don't think you're gonna you're, you don't think you're gonna get bomb like a carpet of bombs dropped on you because of this? Of course, so it benefits NATO because now they have an excuse 
they, to, remember to go after they, ISIS. Yeah, they want to do things. They already have plans to do things. They just kind of need the excuse. The and that's when I say that I I mean that in terms of they need us. They need the general public. In this case, it's Europe. And they need us, too, because remember, Americans, oh, my God, the Europeans, oh, my God, we have to be stronger on terror. We we need a bigger police state here. We need more police state in the United States. We don't have a big enough police state as it is. They're already not monitoring everything. Did you hear what Hillary Clinton said? Which well, time? Yeah, when? <laughs> it, today, yeah, right? Today, she her response to this was, we need to do more monitoring of people's communications. Yes. Wait, you mean, mean we're not already? Right, exactly. You know, they can't get in the iPhone, though, Popeye. Right. Oh well, we need we need to do that. Hey, by the way, I guess it, it should, since we're monitoring communications, Hillary, what about your emails? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, but I guess we should pay those no mind. You let, know, let's get the real no, real information. You know, the FBI, the head of the FBI says that she broke the law. The okay. head of the FBI said she broke the. They're, they're not going to prosecute her. They won't. I don't think they can at this point in time. No, they totally could. You think so? They, they, t- you know why she won't go? First of all, they'll, they'll never prosecute her because she knows too much. About so too if they people. actually grabbed her and locked her up, she would feel so betrayed. She would want to start spewing everything she knew. She would probably try to get a high-priced attorney. Technically, they could throw her into a black site or in Gitmo if they wanted to, right? They, I mean, they would do it to you, me, or anybody else. Well, yeah, very quickly. So why not? You know, you could for what she did, you could technically, you know, lock her up. So a lot of my thought on this real fast, Pop, I was, you know, we got this election. So like, I don't talk about the election much, but um, with the way they've been dragging their feet with this, this could be what they're going to use to crush her campaign to ensure that a Republican, not Trump, but the, you know, a Republican is, is placed in. That, that's kind of where my brain's been with this whole thing, that that's why it's taking so long. Well, you know, I thought of that usually that that's what they do. They usually do eight years Dem, eight years Repub, eight years Dem, because it's like a pressure relief valve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing this time. I don't know if they're they're pushing things up because they realize that they're losing power and they're losing relevance. They very well may try to put her in. As we said before, last time you and I talked, we discussed how people we both respect are, are kind of standing with Trump a little bit. Um, where, where's your, where's your thought pattern? What's your idea of, of what we're seeing in this election? Do you think Trump is, is real on what he believes in, or is he just another, uh, another involvement of the political elite? I don't know. Sometimes he says things that's so outlandish. You got to ask yourself, is this guy for real? And I, and I, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not hopping on the 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 other side of the the argument and oh my god he's a nazi he does say things that sound very fascist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay you can't you, you can't deny that he does and people go what are you talking about well fascism is the government and private sector you know merging basically corporations merging right and i mean what do you think would be happening with him so yeah, he is. He I'm sorry, but he he sounds like a fascist. Okay, I'm I'm not voting for any any of those morons. I'm actually writing my own name in because I'm not. And I this is something I started on the radio show a couple months back. I said I told everybody to vote for themselves for president. Like there's other things on the ballot that are important to vote for. Yes, yeah, especially if you're in Florida, uh, number two, exactly. number two. <laughs> yes, vote for vote for legal medical cannabis here in Florida. 
don't don't buy into the propaganda that they're pumping out against it. But when it comes to voting for president, I mean, they're selected. If everybody didn't vote, they would first of all, it's a much harder for them to steal the the vote. They have to have the numbers very very close. So they they know how to manipulate the public to get the numbers close because the guy that wrote the code to flip the votes in the machines mm-hmm. he testified and then shortly thereafter died in a single engine plane crash imagine that doesn't so i had heard that either soros or one of those guys had owned one of the companies or was in, involved in one of the companies in one of the states that in had utah the, it was it utah is it utah for tonight's vote did you hear that one popeye oh yes that's that's uh, that's the online voting thing i heard about but it, even with the regular without online voting they can they can steal votes. They cool. they do it in the machines. The Diebold machines, the guy that wrote the code, he wrote the program. It's hidden in the source code of the machine. He said you ain't gonna find it unless you look in the source code. You know, Diebold let Congress tear apart their voting machines, except they wouldn't let them have access to the source code. Imagine when that. This all got brought up about hacking the machines and everything. And, and we've seen Imagine that. We've seen some some complaints about, you know, things changing on the uh, on the on the the, the uh, electronic voting machines recently in some of the past primary elections. I don't know if you if you've tracked that at all or if you've seen that either. Oh yeah, there there's a great documentary uh, by a lady named Bev Harris called Black Box Democracy. She's She's a great guest. If you ever get a chance to have her on, she's awesome. She's a smart woman. I've heard of that one. And then there's also the black box voting one that I think uh, uh, Brad Friedman was involved. No, not Brad. Yeah, Brad Friedman was involved in and a couple other guys with HBO one. That's the one, that's the one she... That's the same uh, one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I knew it as black box voting. I, I didn't know how... That's probably the subtitle. I think, it's called, I, think, yeah, I think it's called Hacking Democracy is the the official name, if I remember correctly. But yeah. She's been she's she's been interviewed by tons of people. You you should guys should really have her on. You'll have to reach out and then uh, see if I can find her because with the election I, again, I don't really talk about the election cycle that much. Uh, I think tonight's probably the most I've done it on my show because Greg and I were talking about it earlier also. Uh, just because it's it's really a waste of time to cover at this point in time, in my opinion. Agreed. Okay, good. <laughs> you kind of the, paused there for a sec. <laughs> the, no, the the election is a... It's a farce. It's a lie. It's, it's, it's Well, if it, it to quote Mark Twain, if voting actually changed things, they would have made it illegal already. True. Very good point. And it's a sin because we should be able to use a process. We should feel... We should feel good about what we do and how we do it and, and what our end results are, but we can't trust it anymore. Agreed. And it's it's all bullshit. It's all... It's all divide and conquer. It brings mankind down to its most basic level. It brings us down to base level thinking. It helps keep us there, I should say, amongst other things. But that's what the checkerboard floor of the the Masonic Halls represents. It represents you, me, and everybody. Well, it does, we're above that. but And we're helping the rest of humanity wake up and get out of that. But base level thinking, where we all were once at one point in our lives and where a, a large portion of humanity still is. I got asked I got asked today. I do a, a segment on another guy's show in the afternoon on Tuesdays, uh, Shannon Burke. And I, he asked me today if I lived in the real world. And I said, well, you know what, Shannon? No, I don't because the real world isn't really real. So I live in the in the in my world, which I believe is more real than the real world. That well, you're what, but what's what's real? What is he? I mean. They really, what what does he consider real? The Matrix? I don't know. Everybody is plugged in because no, we do live. That's what to to actually understand what's going on. 
and I'm sure people um, will you know will hear this and think this is kind of crazy. And some people might point and laugh. That's by the way a Pavlovian response, and that really goes to show the level that you're at. Again, base level thinking. I mean, you're you're down on the ground floor. You need to. You shouldn't point and laugh at things you don't understand. You should be quiet and open your ears and open your mind and be willing to learn. If you don't learn something new every day, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what you learn, but you should be learning something new every day. Every day, even if it's something little. It doesn't have to be, you know, life-changing. It could be something very small. How to make a pancake. Something. Anything. Yeah. Just enhance your knowledge daily is, is what you're basically trying to say. Yes. Now, that being said, what what is real? The going out and working a nine to five job so you could pay your mortgage payment to the bank. Is that real? Is that why we're here? Is that the epitome of what mankind can achieve going to work to pay your frigging mortgage and your credit card bills? Is that really what is is that real or is that more so a manufactured control? Well, it's like a movie. It's like living in the Matrix. The Matrix, the movies, the, the trilogy is actually an allegory. I've done shows with Mark Passio about this. Right. And I've done shows by myself about it as well. Um, Mark and I, uh, we did one of the most explosive shows I've ever done on this, I did with him. And it was just, it's, it's actually, a, it, it's an interesting topic. And people always say to me, since I started doing my radio show, I've always used the Matrix um, visuals. And I mean, the name of my radio show is Down the Rabbit Hole. It's a reference to Alice in Wonderland, which, by the way, is there's references to in the Matrix. It's actually a reference to the Lewis Carroll book, The White Rabbit. You had the white rabbit on her shoulder. Follow the rabbit. Exactly. So, and the, the, the story is actually, I mean, he even references, Morpheus even says, you know, when he says, you know, take the red pill or take the blue pill. And you take the blue pill, you wake up in your bed and you believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Yeah, and it, look, there's more to that movie than people could honestly ever understand, just even from listening to me talk about it. it you have to listen to the radio shows I did about it because it, it's, it's that in-depth. That and that's why no one liked the second and the third movie, because nobody got it. Because it's telling you... The first movie is telling you what the problem is, that there's a problem. It's like everybody waking up and realizing about 9-11 and world government and all this other stuff, right? And that's like people waking up. But then the, the other two movies are the next steps in that process, which everybody is going through. But many people, they get sidetracked in it, and it's important to understand the depth of the second movie and into the third movie in order to understand... It's very, it's very much so. The three, the trilogy is an allegory for actually what everybody is experiencing right now, to this very minute. Now, so again, what is real, gentlemen? Now, I read somewhere one time that, in terms of allegory, going back to the first movie, not necessarily the second or the third, but in the first, it was actually a direct lift from Plato and his allegory of the cave, the prisoners in the cave. What do you think about that? Well, there's there's a lot. Actually, there's a lot of movies that are uh, allegories that go to you know Plato's The Cave, right? Um, yes, there. I, I guess you could, there there is some of that to it. But The Matrix itself, if you 
if you at least in you know from my research and my view of it the movie itself is in its in its own right it's telling you what's going on and what's wrong with the world and it's actually telling us how we can even fix it you you know what's weird is uh to you a know, degree i should say to a degree uh, i've only been awake uh, alert uh, alive whatever we want to call it for yeah, 6 7 8 years now uh, and I watched all the Matrix movies prior to uh, becoming, you know, enlightened with the truth, shall we say. And going back and watching them after you know the difference uh, of the world that we live in, it, it makes a big difference in the movies as you watch it. It really does. Yes, it does, as with many other things. But those movies, if you go and that's why I say if you listen to the, the shows I've done about it, and uh, Mark Passio has a great – not only did he do a radio show with me about it, but then like two days later or a day or two later, he went and we even advertised it. He did a um, a whole um, presentation on this in Philadelphia. And um, I, I suggest you watch the video, listen to the radio shows I did with him, listen to the shows I've done about it by myself. Take the time to really listen and let the information soak in. And those can be found at what, federaljack.com? Yeah, the best. Yeah, you can go to federaljack.com or popeyeradio.com and then just scroll down and you'll see everything there. And you can look at this. It'll say down the rabbit hole with Popeye, the date and then the subtitle. Read the subtitles. It's all there. You can download it all for free from there or YouTube. DTRH Radio Archives. DTRH Radio Archives. And uh, in fact, I got to post another one that I did with Mark last year, last year, the year before, uh, about this time of year. And why you see what what's happening today happen today, not just three two two, but it's also because it's the season of sacrifice. And we did a whole show about what the season of sacrifice is, and it's that time of year. Next month is April. How many things happen in April? I, I've How got many bad things: the Boston bombing, Waco, the Titanic. I've got, go I've got on, guys. On, if, on, if you're on, looking on, for if you're looking for Popeyes uh, for Popeye stuff, just go to uh, mix mixer lr uh, forward slash radio free blood in the chat room there, and we got guys posting all those interviews up right now as we're talking about them. So it's getting out there, Popeye. We got you. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah, they're they're uh, the one I did with Marcus from April of like I think two years ago, and uh, it was called uh, the title of it like the subtitle of it was the season of sacrifice or something and the season of sacrifice and um it'll blow your mind when you realize the occult aspects of things and the, the occult just means hidden okay the the only thing that may i, I i'm going to take some of the oogity boogity out of the secret society <laughs> stuff for everybody okay the reason that they use the owl logo or the owl symbolism is because it it's their way, and this is because many secret societies use this, because owls can see in the dark. You get it? They yep. under, the, if you picture the world as, if you picture, they can see what you can't. That's why they're illuminated. They have access to information that you and I do not. But because of the internet and because of research and things coming out, the playing field is being leveled. Hence them speeding up the timeline because they're freaking out. And it's becoming more obvious because they're speeding up the timeline. Yes, and they're muddying the waters by putting people out there, A, and on purpose that help muddy the waters. And then you also, not everybody on YouTube is an agent for the Illuminati. Some people are just 
trying to make a quick buck and maybe get internet fame. Right. Because they realize that suddenly they can, they know 1% of, or, or, you know, the information that's out there about anything. And they, they have a very limited, not even basic, I mean, below basic understanding of things. And then they go out and try to preach to people. And unfortunately, there are people that would be like, oh my God, you're so right. You're so, and these people are being given misinformation. And then you have a complete misunderstanding of the real situation or of a secret society and how they actually operate. And it's important to actually understand them and not react emotionally and be like, yeah, I think one of the, the (laughs) like, come on, you know what I mean? We're not, we're not going to get anywhere like that. Again, base level thinking. I think one of the most uh, most intriguing documentaries that I had not seen for a long time that I'd just seen within the past, I don't know, six months to a year, uh, was uh, JFK to 9-11. It's all a rich man's trick. Have you seen that one? I've been given it, but uh, the link to it a couple of times. But no, I have not uh, myself actually watched it. I have it, to admit, it's I it's three hours long, so it's, you know, it's really yeah, hard no, to get I, into. I, I I I actually ripped it from YouTube. I just have not had the time to sit down. It's worth it. It's definitely worth it. It's got some angles that um, that are really good. I, I like the way they present it. I don't necessarily agree with all their conclusions, but I, I think they did a really good job in laying out some things that I had never even thought of or, or had seen before. So when you get some time, it's definitely worth watching. I want to touch on something that I know um, you're really um, focused on a lot of times. This is something very important to you. Uh, which would be Fukushima, and you talk about that a lot. Uh, you have what's uh, Radchik that works with you with that, uh, trying to really get the information out about that. And most people aren't talking about Fukushima anymore. I think you're really one of the only guys I see anymore talking about it. So, where where are we at with that? What what are, what are your developments or what are your beliefs on 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 how it sits with with Fukushima? It's a shit show. It's a that, shit. <laughs> that should just about sum it up for you. It's a it's an ongoing shit show. They haven't cleaned it up yet. It's that simple. They can't look. They admit uh, our government will tell you, oh, it's cleaned up. You ask the average person, they'll tell you, oh, it's cleaned up. First of all, how could they clean it up that fast? We don't have the technology available on the planet. L- let me repeat that yet again, because TEPCO. This isn't a conspiracy theory. This is TEPCO, Te- the company that runs and owns Fukushima. Yeah. Okay. This is TEPCO, T-E-P-C-O, saying this. We don't have the current technology on the planet. It does not exist to clean this mess up. Wait. Rewind. Could you say that one more time? We do not have the technology to clean this mess up. Bingo. (laughs) But the U.S. government's telling you it's all good. Don't worry about it. Well, that's a problem. And the, you know what the problem, the reason I talk about Fukushima so much is not to scare people. It's to give people an understanding of it. It's a scary subject. It really, really is. And I, I wrestled with how to talk about such a scary subject like radiation and nuke plant leaks and meltdowns and things like that without freaking people out because well, it could be the extinction extinction of the american of the human race yes it, the whole planet it, it could be a, you know a literally an end of life event an ele right so i mean what happens what what happens if like we, we you know that that is a possibility we have to take that into account now is it scary yeah but see i focus on it the way i do trying to explain the dangers of it We can't run from it. Being afraid and sticking your head in the sand like an ostrich isn't going to solve the problem, right? We have to deal with it. 
pretending that it's not a problem isn't going to solve the problem. You know, radiation will kill you whether or not you know it's there or care it's there or pretend that it's not there. Okay? So it's like anything else. If you have a disease or something, wouldn't you rather know? I mean, me personally, if I have something wrong with me, I'd rather know so I could do everything I can in my power to fix it and change it for the better. Makes sense. Now, Popeye, I lived in Alaska on the uh, on the western seaboard of southeastern Alaska right after this happened. And about two months in, a lot of the fishermen who go out and do deep sea fishing out in the Gulf were coming back, and they were taking radiation levels, and they were saying, oh, this isn't good. And this was two months after. Where are we at now, if you know, in terms of the fisheries um, and any of that in the Gulf of Alaska or on the west coast of the United States? Well, the, the west coast is getting bombarded with radiation. It's daily. They they have, like, they, there are times they, and TEPCO admits they're dumping radioactive water from some of the, like, the cooling ponds and some of the stuff that they've cleaned up. They're dumping some of that. They have it stored in what they call the tank farm, which is really disturbing. They're like, uh, just Google Fukushima bag farm or tank farm. Yeah. Uh, and you'll see they have, they have bags uh, with water in these bags stacked on them. It's all contaminated water. They did the same thing with sand and that stuff got, that stuff has gotten washed away during like her, her typhoons and stuff that go through there. Just it's it's abhorrent the amount of radioactive crap that's gone into the ocean. Anyway, so TEPCO admits that there is a certain amount of water that they have to dump into the ocean and that they have dumped into the ocean. What they're not telling you is that there's thousands of tons, thousands and thousands and thousands of tons, okay, of radioactive groundwater that passes underneath Fukushima. Now remember the cores melted down into the ground below the plant. The plant was built at the mouth of a river. They dammed off the river and built the plant there, okay? Well, you still have the ground just because man moves a river doesn't mean you're not going to have the ground where you have groundwater underground still moving in this underground-like river. Right. So, Aquifers. And the mountains behind the plant. So basically you have rain. It rains in the mountains. It runs down the mountains and, you know, into the groundwater, and then it moves through the ground towards the ocean. Well, in between the mountains and the ocean sits the Fukushima plant that's leaking. So the water hits this, becomes irradiated, and then goes out into the ocean. So it's perpetual irradiation. On a daily basis. It hasn't wow. stopped yet. Wow. Now, no. you, you admit... Thousands of tons. Thousands and thousands and thousands, like four or five thousand tons a day. A day. At least... Now, you had said about running. We can't run from this. That, that brought a thought in my mind, Popeye. We're seeing all this push recently. It's, it's a new push to, to get colonization of Mars and to try to, you know, can we get to Mars? Can we get to Mars? Is this the elite trying to go, hey, we, we got to get off this planet here because we've, we've done fucked it up? It could be. I mean, it, it's a possibility. It could be them. Look, who knows what they, what some of they, I mean, obviously some of this has to be compartmentalized with the, the elites. They either, they, they can't logically look at what's going on and be like, ah, that's not going to affect me or my family. I mean, there's no, I know that they have access to technology that we don't, but as far as I know, there's no technology that could clean radiation from their bodies and not somebody else's. It's not how it works. As the, to under, you have to understand how 
radiate like let's look at radiation like as one of the pollutants that's out there it it's not like it, it yeah it co- the, the particles can collect in your body but like gamma rays gamma rays pass through you but as they go through you they hit a uh, you know they'll hit like a piece of your dna and it mutates it right you, you can't unmutate that with like a shot you know what i mean there's no shot that's going to go you just take and it goes through your system so, oh here's a here's a bad piece of dna here's a bad piece of dna it doesn't work like that right you can't repair that once it's mutated it's done right it, so it it doesn't make sense that they think that their children won't be affected by what's going on in this planet there's there has to be a level of non-understanding and to a degree many of these elites might have the same level of understanding about the nuke industry we'll say and about how unclean nuke energy slash weapons production really is it's not clean at all i mean look at westlake in st louis or Coldwater Creek. All of St. Louis is is contaminated, by the way. Well, a lot more is... Uh, the you, whole city. You're talking about the lead, right? No, I'm talking about radioactive waste. Oh, jeez. Okay. Look up the Westlake Landfill. Mm-hmm. I've interviewed people that live down there and some of the local activists. It's uh, it's abhorrent. There, they, there's a landfill with uh, nuke waste going back to the Manhattan Project. See, this is the problem with nuke waste. You can't put it anywhere. People think, oh, you're get rid of it. No, you can't because the containers that they put it in, they haven't made a container that won't break down due to the exposure from the radiation. And you've got a, a four, five, six million year expectancy, of, a life expectancy of this material, if not it's, longer. It's called the Wigner effect. Christina did an epic interview with Loren Moray about this. Go, you can. I'll I'll drop you guys a link. But if you go over to our, we just made a a new, um, uh, a new YouTube channel. It's called Team Rad Eye. Mm-hmm. And if you uh, if you go, you just look up Team Space Rad R A D E Y E, and it should pop. One of the videos will pop up, and you can click and go to the channel. We just uploaded it uh, of the full length version of her Wigner Effect interview, which she's. She been she's been releasing in parts over the course of a year, so people can actually because there's so much information, it it actually takes watching the videos a couple times to take it in and kind of understand how everything correlates. In easy to simple, you know, easy simple to understand terms, radiation breaks things down on a molecular level, which then obviously has an effect as you expand outwards to the the level that we're at, right? So. It's destroying everything. It's like punching holes in things at a molecular level and destroying it. If it can do that to your DNA, imagine what it's doing to metal uh, and concrete and uh, you know anything else. And they have not. That vitrification, which is where they encase it in glass, the glass breaks down because they have to mix. Glass doesn't have a crystalline structure, and they have to forget what they mix into it that helps it have it. But then that breaks down and causes the glass to break down and fail. So they still haven't figured out a perfect container for radioactive waste. Well, gold. Gold is the one thing that will shield from all radiation. So maybe if we made gold garbage cans and gold (laughs) barrels and filled it. But no, you can't have that because you have these rich a-holes that are greedy and would never allow that. But we, we don't have a container. This is the reality of radioactive waste. We don't have a container for it that can keep it, that won't break down. 
which means once the container breaks down, the radioactive it's whatever back in the environment. Exactly. And by the way, radioactive waste isn't just like green ooze. Okay, <laughs> it's not. It could be anything from spent fuel. It's not you know, what you frog. see in the movies. <laughs> well, it's not like that. It's not like an ooze. I mean, it could be anything from you know spent fuel rods to the wrenches that they use to service the the reactor. Any anything that is radioactive, whether it's high level or low level, is considered radioactive waste. Gloves, suits, all those suits they wear. When they come out and they get decontaminated, that stuff's radioactive waste. It's put in a barrel. So there's there's all sorts of stuff that's radioactive waste. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually working on a video I'm putting together to help people have a, a, a better visual understanding of the dangers of radiation. Because if we understood it more, we wouldn't be so quick to be like, no, we need it and, and use it for every little thing. I mean, back in the day, they used to have, um, I don't remember what they were called. But they used to have these x-ray machines in shoe stores where you, they would tell people, oh, go ahead and stand on the x-ray machine and you can x-ray your feet and you can see the bones in your feet and it would help you size your feet for shoes. Except that they were unshielded x-ray machines and everybody that was standing on them and or next to them was just being bombarded with, with x-ray. With radiation. Yeah. And people were getting cancer from them. And later on they removed them out of store. You, you could look this up. I, I I want to say it's a fluoroscope, but that's not the right thing. Uh, I forget what, what it's called, but you can just look up x-ray machines in shoe stores and you'll be like, what? <laughs> and this was, I mean, they, this is how that technology has been sold to us. And I mean, we still, we, radiation at any level, there's no acceptable limit because it, it's cumulative. It's called right? a, fluoroscope, a fluoroscope, I think. Oh, maybe I was right. There. Yeah, that's okay. what somebody has posted here. Wikipedia okay, fluoroscope. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was if that's what the yep the a shoe program. a shoe fitting fluoroscope. Yeah, that's what it was. I, the reason I, I I nodded when he was talking about this is my grandpa got cancer and died in his seventies, and he actually told me that he did use one of these machines when he was a little kid growing up in New York City. Oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, they were all over. They find, I think they they said they got the last one out of they they found like the last one in like the eighties. Well, you know, we get this technology. We must use it for everything. I mean, we're seeing that now. I haven't eaten sushi. I love sushi. I haven't eaten sushi. I haven't had tuna. And, and I couldn't tell you how long because I won't eat anything out of the Pacific. And that's where most of your sushi comes from. You know, it, 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 it drives me nuts not to be able to have something I want because we've, we've done so much damage there. Even here in the Gulf. I mean, I live right on the Gulf Coast. And, and right after, um, what's BP. We yeah, right after the BP oil spill. And you can't eat all, they, there's a dead zone out in the Gulf too. They they lied, and all the oil is still out there. You know, every time a storm comes in, shit washes up all over the beach. So they're they're lying sacks well, of shit. You, when you lay the cordex a uh, cordex a uh, cordex on it, it just sinks it to the bottom. It doesn't get rid of it. It just makes it unviewable. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what they did, and then it washes up. They're they're lying. They're liars. And the government would never lie to us, Popeye. What's wrong look, with you? Just because we don't have technology to clean it up. By the way, either nuke or whatever else, you know, BP. Um, just because the technology maybe currently doesn't exist doesn't mean we couldn't make it. The problem is we don't focus on that. We just need to change our focus on building. I mean, imagine if in the past five years, instead of war and all this other political bullshit, the, the entire world realized how bad Fukushima really was and got together and focused on cleaning it up. Oh, we'd have all the money in the world if we didn't 
fight these stupid wars over people that are really working for governments that we could probably solve the problem of fukushima and nuke meltdowns in general and even figure out what to do with the 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 radioactive waste and we'd only probably have to spend i would say maybe not even a half maybe a third of what we spend on war and we could solve one of humanity's biggest problems the problem is the nuke industry too has a huge lobby, and they have a lot of political clout and power. Well, they fear and, people. They they make people be afraid. Oh, you can't shut these nuke plants down because we won't have any power. We, how are we gonna How are we gonna run power? Well, hell, we live in Florida. How many solar power panels do you see right down here in the Sunshine State? Not enough. <laughs> you know. Well, well and, and by the way, here in Florida, Miami, they they're finding high levels of tritium in uh, Biscayne Bay. So, it, wasn't there a release reported in the news last week from the nuke plant out there by Tur- Miami? Well, from well, they did. Uh, a I started to talk about that like three or four weeks ago. Three or four weeks ago, yeah, yeah. They did a report about. They did. A, there was a report put out that they where they they tested the levels of the water and they're showing extremely high levels, like higher than even the government standards, which are bullshit. They'll just raise the raise standards. the standards, <laughs> right? They, well, that's what they'll that probably be the response, but. I've ha- I had people like locals in Florida that I-, I tagged in that article when I posted it from the Miami Herald telling me I was being a fear monger. And I was like, being a fear monger? I'm just dude, informing you. Um, tritium in the water around a nuke plant, that's in- they even said it in the article. I was surprised the mainstream article actually had, like said what it said. It, 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 that's indicative of a leak. And that's known. Like, hello, that's a, like a telltale sign. But no, don't worry about that because nuke is clean. It's nothing to be worried about. Yes, it's not clean. The problem is it's not like an oil spill. You can't see it. Right. Right. There's, there's no you, knowledge. It's spilt out. You know. If it, I could put a filter or like a pair of glasses on people's eyes to show them what radiation looks like when, it's, when, when a particle is just sitting there, what's actually occurring You'd underst- You'd have a better understanding, and that's the video I'm working on. I'm actually going to be able to show people what a particle looks like as it's decaying and emitting radiation. Mm. And I'm gonna once people have that visual understanding, they'll understand that if there's a blanket coating of all of this crap on everything, and it's going off like that all the time, now you understand the problem. Now we have to figure out a way. To fix it. What's the solution? People, we can't solve a problem if people don't even understand the problem. And oh, they don't. And that's the problem we have with all these different things we talk about, Popeye. There's, there's nobody wants to understand there's a problem. Nobody wants to believe us when we tell, uh, tell them there's a problem, whether it be Fukushima, whether it be 9-11, whether it be ISIS, whether it be GMOs, whether it be Monsanto. It doesn't matter. They don't want to listen to it, whether it be geoengineering chemtrails being sprayed above. People still call me crazy for that when you can see them every single day. You got, you got people coming out talking about how the aerosols and the and the airplanes are causing uh, global cooling, and that's why global warming isn't as bad anymore. I mean, really? It just that doesn't add up. People just don't want to listen. They don't want to come out of their comfort zone. Well, I've I've heard the excuse that they're using it to fight global warming, and uh, you know, I understand the climate is changing, and it is. There's a lot of wacky things going on with the weather, but it's hard to discount. It's hard to just throw out the window that these people aren't doing something to the weather, man-made. And there's another factor that nobody's really taking into account. What about space weather? Space weather? Uh, you know, what goes on in space affects the planet. Okay. 
So if there's, like, let's say the sun has a solar flare and burps a ton of solar radiation at us, that the planet up. Other, well, it's not just going to heat the planet, but it affects everything. It affects people. It affects how people actually act. And then I know you were, were around the same age, so we can probably all remember back into the late 70s, early 80s. You, you remember when NASA came out and they said that there was this, like, energy ribbon that was coming through the galaxy. You can look this up. We were floating through the universe. And they said that it was going to eventually pass through our, our galaxy and our solar, you know, the solar system. Right. And, you know, through Earth. Now, nothing more has ever been really said about this, not, I, at least that I can remember. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't monitor the science magazines on a constant basis, but from what I do see uh, about space, no one's really talking about space weather. I mean, there are people online in the alternative media, but I'm saying like NASA, people like that, and they lie, I know, but... <laughs> You know, no one's really talking about space weather. No one's really taking into account when they take, when they look at the weather on the planet, they don't even take into account the sun in, in the global warming debate. So how can I expect someone to take into account the other factors that are out in space as well? I mean, there is, there is a thing called space weather and it does affect our planet. Well, so, I don't know, Popeye. We are the solar floor, you know. I think it all goes away from us, doesn't it? <laughs> Just being a smart ass, you know that. <laughs> I was worried about you for a minute. I was like, oh no. <laughs> you know how it goes. I, they convinced me. I'm sorry. It's flat. I, we're we're the solar uh, the the uh, universal floor. I really it. doubt that we're. If we're flat, that means every other planet is flat, and that means that we're the universal coaster set. That's great. <laughs> Universal coaster set. I, I, I really highly doubt that. <laughs> That's so. great, man. And I'm not making fun of anybody. I just, I, I've already said what I think about that. The flat Earth thing is a, I think it's a psychological operation. I've broken that down already. So yeah, I, no, I agree with you. I, I just, I, you know me, I gotta be smart no, every once in a while. Uh, all right, Popeye, stir the pot with your big shit stirring stick. Sean. It's always fun. I like doing that. You know that. Uh, I know it's gold plated. <laughs> yeah, my, mine is gold plated. You're right. <laughs> So it, it can be it can be uh, safe around the radiation. I don't want my spoon to fall apart on me while see, I'm stirring the shit. See how fast you learn. <laughs> I learned something today, you uh, see that? Popeye. Where, where could people find you? All your information. Let's get all that out because we've already gone long. So uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna shamelessly plug everything. Please do. So, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, and I'm gonna I'm gonna plug Radchick as well since you want to learn about radiation and Wigner and all this other stuff. You can't beat her archives of all the stuff that she's done. So you can follow her on Twitter at radchick, the number four, cast. Right. You can follow our team radeye account at team underscore rad, R-A-D-E-Y-E. Right. You can follow me on my two Twitter accounts at D-T-R-H underscore Popeye and at Federal Jack. Real easy. And of course, federaljack.com and popeyeradio.com. And if you want to go over to YouTube, DTRH Radio Archives and the Team Rad Eye account is just under Team Rad Eye. And I, I really, really urge people to take the time, do the research, just listen to things with an open mind and do some research. Try to have a basic understanding of things a little bit deeper than one or two percent dig 
because learning and understanding things and knowing what's going on is how we level the playing field and how we solve the problems. You know, again, there may not be a current solution for certain things right now, but I'm not trying to scare you when I say that. I'm pointing that out saying we need to do something about that and we can. And I wholeheartedly believe in everybody that listens to this broadcast. I believe in everyone out there has the capability and the potential to, to be more than they are right now, more than what you're told you can be. So just remember that, ladies and gentlemen. God, you always make me feel good when I talk with you, Popeye. I look forward to doing it again with you soon. Greg, you want to say goodbyes to Popeye? Hey, man, it was a great show. Thanks for, uh, thanks for chatting, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. You guys are, uh, you guys should do radio more often together. You guys, you guys play well off each other. You work well we on the radio and you're both very smart and, you know, good points, both of you on what happened today. I'm glad you guys are on the ball. No, oh, thanks, Papa. We appreciate yeah, it. Great. And just some, uh, just some breaking news. If we're any listeners down here in Florida, apparently a plane from Brussels just got stopped in Orlando and is being searched as we speak this moment. It's being reported on the news right now. Oh, is Where is it? Orlando International? Or? Yeah, or, uh, out of, the story's coming out of Sanford, but it says Orlando That's, International. Yeah. yeah. So oh, a plane so just probably, landed. Or, it's probably Sanford Orlando International Airport because yeah. there's a, Orlando has an international airport and then, um, up in Sanford, there's an old naval base that uh, oh, years yeah. ago they turned into uh, an regional airport. Yeah, yeah. This is the Sanford airport, and it just landed about half an hour ago. And uh, the, the feds are there. Imagine. Oh, man. There's that. We'll all go. We'll all go check that out now. Popeye, again, <laughs> brother, I really appreciate your time, man. I look forward to, to talking with you again soon. And yeah, uh, Greg, he is down here with us in Florida, also. Yeah, so. I kind of picked it up. You said here in Florida, so I'm glad to have another one down here. That's yeah. great. Yes, I'm a Floridian. Thanks, guys. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Later. Bye. There goes Popeye. Uh, Again, I want to thank him. Guys, make sure you check out his stuff. He's got a lot of great information. Uh, Greg, any last words? Uh, A couple weeks from now, what's going to be happening on Raz Radio? Oh, yeah. We're going to be bringing the Greg Show, or what are we calling it? It's the Greg Knight Show, and uh, we're going to – what do you say we suss out of time and we make the announcement next week? But essentially, it's going to be a show close to or near your show, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a one-hour show to start with. No phone calls it yet. I'm just getting used to getting back into the groove of things. But it's going to be a show based on the concept of liberty. And I just hope to learn from you all and uh, to teach you all something if you want to learn something, too. That's the best way to do it. Well, I appreciate everybody for joining us tonight. You know, we will be back next week. I won't be taking off another time anytime soon. I promise that. Uh, So you guys just sit tight. Thank you for joining us here on the First 52, RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com, and RadioChaos.Live. Just sit tight and wait for me next week, brothers. Don't be a bubble. Peace. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns. Don't be afraid of mistakes. Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes But it takes a long time In the dirt to see grace But I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all 
with no time to waste Fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here Or how I'm getting home But right from day one I've been in this alone With arms stacked against I've been drowning in stress They said can you take more I said give me what's left An old man once told me Ali don't have a love back Keep your eyes on that prize And give them hell to your death This is a test Just a frequency check For intelligent life Now's time to connect It's an SOS The death's been sent With the sunset hung behind us In the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity